everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up! And call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular's single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. We're all looking for ways to save, especially on medical bills. But where do you start? Unless you're a medical billing expert, finding savings can seem impossible. HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance and flags errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Saving starts with knowing where to look. Visit HealthLock.com today before you see another healthcare provider. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information. It's been another busy news week, and we like to review the major stories of the week here on the Black Information Network. Today, we are joined by Black Information Network news anchors Morgan Wood and Bree Wood to discuss this week's major stories. This is the Black Information Network Daily Podcast, and I'm your host, Ramses Ja. Welcome back to the show, Morgan and Bree. What's going on? Hey, Ramses. Happy New Year. Happy New yes, Year happy to New you. Year. How was yeah, it? Yeah. We're going to make it a great one. Uh, yeah. And we'll start by getting to the news. So first up, social media is burning up as black women are upset that the Mayel Organics brand of rosemary oil is being hoarded and snatched up. Bree, tell us more about this story. <laughs> first of all, this this made me laugh. I am not a TikToker. So I did not see this on TikTok. I didn't see it till after it had went viral and made its way over to Instagram. Okay. So Mayel Organic and Natural Hair Care Products, um, they've been popular among Black women for a long time, right? This is not new. But, um, you know, since TikTok, you know, things go viral very quickly now. Mm-hmm. And a TikTok user, um, let me see if I have her name right here. Her name is Alex Earl, and she's white. She's got 3.2 million followers on TikTok. She posted a Get Ready With Me video And she started sharing like her routine for how she starts her day. And she broke out these Mayel drops. Now, what they are is um, a popular brand of drops, which I actually use. It's rosemary mint oil. And that whole line is um, popular. But it's so funny. They have celebrity ambassadors. And Monica is one who comes across my timeline regularly. The R&B singer, Monica. So she uses the drops, which are good for your scalp in between your braids. They have shampoo and conditioner. Also, uh, styling gel and um, pomade edge control, right? So she's using the drops. And after she said the drops um, were what helped her hair grow to the length that it is now, other white content creators started buying it and posting videos as well to try and say, you know, uh, what it was doing for them and if it would, and to see if it would grow their hair, not knowing that you need consistent use of this product and it has to be used a certain way. A lot of these content creators were telling girls, young girls to use it the wrong way, which is where black women come in. Um, first of all, this is a product, again, like I said, that we use. And it's, it is geared toward black women because most of what you see on their page is black women, although it's not limited to black women. However, 
um, black women started not being able to find the product has been sold out in the stores. It's been sold out online. Um, and that is due to the influx of orders because the content creators are now making it a really, uh, in demand product. Sure. So black women were like, why are you even using our products? And these are comments that I was reading on Instagram posts and also on Twitter. They were just upset because they're like, this is not even for you. This is a product that was designed for black women and they're just buying it just to buy it. And so now, um, you know, one Twitter user I even saw said that the hair products are not race based. So she doesn't see why everybody's so upset. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But (laughs) I was like, okay. but my organics, I was just waiting for them to have a comment uh, about, you know, the backlash that they were receiving because it was pretty heavy the past few days. And they've not said anything on their Twitter. And I did go to their Instagram page and now they don't have a post dedicated to it, but they did have an edited post. Um, where they were saying that Myel products are for all women's hair. And uh, it was actually a post that was celebrating uh, Hispanic Heritage Month, believe it or Mm. not. So they actually feature a Hispanic woman on this ad. And this is pinned to the top of their page. How long ago was uh, that? This was in September. Okay. And they still have it pinned. But it's funny because the caption is now edited. So I didn't catch whether or not it was edited before this backlash or after. Gotcha. But the end of it says our rosemary mint scalp and hair strengthening oil, which is the product we're talking about, is the number one oil. Perfect for all hair types. They celebrate. They said they're here to celebrate uh, the culture and the curls. Huh. Okay. Well, <laughs> so, uh... Brie, I'm like, let me understand this a little bit. It's this the whole thing is just like you said, laughable. It's... It is. It's, it's laughable. But also, Mayel, in its inception, was founded by a Afro-Latino woman. Right. Monique Rodriguez. So I don't see the I don't know if there's an issue with, you know, them pinning a Latino woman. The, the issue is it was created because we didn't have what we needed. Mm. Afro-Latino, right. black, minority, bottom line. <laughs> OK. And our hair texture and really like I get what people are saying. Like, why are you making it about race? It's not really about race. It's really about texture. It is. And and that's exactly why the products were created in the first place to uh, help us maintain or, you know, deal with our natural texture of hair. Exactly. And that tends to be in your uh, minority women, which would be African-American, Latina. You know, it's like, you know, our hair texture is different. So a lot of them, uh, the commentary from black women that I saw was upset because they're like, they don't even need it. Because they don't even have the same hair texture. Exactly. It's not going to work the same. So, Should but you know, they say it's oh, it's for everybody. And plus, many of them, Morgan, might not even know that the founder is an Afro Latina woman. So, I think that's why she's not saying anything, if I'm being honest. Yeah, she's, she's real like, quiet. go ahead and get it off the shelves <laughs> and do what you need. No, because this is my great for her. Right. Yeah, this exactly. is hand over fist money she got exactly. coming in right now. Yeah. So, she going, yeah, I don't expect free them publicity. Exactly. <laughs> so, well, you know, the crazy thing about it is, um, these types of stories, I, 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 if I'm honest, I don't know too much about hair care products. All, all this hair that I have is big old afro. My sisters take care of this for me. I don't See, know the first thing about taking care they of They know because they could part your scalp and put the oil in real good. Yep. And I'm, I, I bet they do and have and will continue <laughs> to. However, um, I was waiting for this story uh, to unfold where at the end uh, this would have been founded by you know, white folks who were kind of like trying to expand their market share or a white company was getting the profits from this. And so they had no incentive to double down on, you know, we made this product specifically for this type of person or anything like that. But to know that that there is an Afro-Latina at the helm, there's at least that little bit of a sliver 
of you know a silver lining i suppose that it's not being uh it's not more more white people making money off of black hair in this instance which is something that is absolutely um there's an absolute difference i there's nobody's hair who's like mine that isn't black not mm-hmm. one person i don't care how curly <laughs> you think your hair is this is like rwandan hair that i got so <laughs> you know it's this a real deal so um interesting interesting story so um you know we'll see what happens man maybe they'll they'll ramp up production or you know maybe there will this will be the uh side post to a a new campaign that that causes us to affirm that uh we are in fact different in critical ways and the same in other critical ways and so um you know the, the all these things can be true at the same time Black Information Network news anchors Morgan Wood and Bree Wood are here with us discussing this week's major stories. Um, and speaking of, of, you know, kind of affirming our own identity, uh, oh. another story that came up that I like. Um, well, I like it. I'll be honest. Yale University established an $80,000 scholarship fund to send black students to an HBCU of their choice as repentance for slavery. Many people are wondering why Yale decided not to offer the scholarship to their own university instead. Uh, Morgan, why don't you start us off this time? Sure. So from Yale.edu, Yale has created a new scholarship program to support New Haven public school students who attend HBCUs. Mm -hmm. So the Pennington Fellowship is established with Hampton University, Morehouse College, Morgan State University, and Spelman University. And Yale will add to the number of eligible institutions as more partnerships have been established. So um, this, hmm, I find this to be a little bit of a backhanded compliment. Yeah, yeah, that's that's probably a good way to say it. Um, So I'm not sure why Yale wouldn't just put in place scholarships for minority students to attend their own school or just announce that they are supporting initiatives for HBCUs by donating to HBCUs. I'm okay. just not understanding. Hey, sign up with us so that you can go over here with your folks. Right. It's giving very much why. And I don't want to believe that it's just more of the same, you know, grand old type of uh stuff that we're used to but it just seems like that it just seems like hey you know we're gonna dangle this carrot in your face it looks great and it looks like a wonderful opportunity but yet we really don't want to be associated with you for real so Mm. i i really don't know how to put this in very nice words (laughs) and Mm. those and that's all i have essentially on that um (laughs) i I can see that 10 10 to 12 students yeah i'm yeah before i get yeah so yeah um (laughs) 10 to 12, 10 to 12 students um, for a uh, four year college, and um, they'll be receiving up to twenty thousand dollars toward tuition and fees each year. So, I mean, for all of that, just let them come to Yale. Sure. I mean, you know, I think that that is a great point that you just made, Morgan. Um, and I guess that's great for any student that was not aspiring to go to Yale University. But it's interesting because in the article on Atlantic. Uh, Atlanta Black Star. Um, mm-hmm. It says that um, recipients of the scholarship, of course, will have to go to school out of state because there are no HBCUs in Connecticut mm-hmm. where Yale is, uh, you know, where um, Yale is. So it's like you said, it's kind of like, what did you say? A backhanded compliment. It's like, here, we're yeah. going to give you some money, but don't stay here. Leave. So it's like, is is this like you're trying to cause a, a mass exodus? 
of minority <laughs> students. Either that, I mean, yes, either that. Giving or, us money to go away. And then that's the thing. What's $20,000 towards tuition and fees out of state? I mean, that's true. It's expensive. It's, exactly. So just let me come up in the Yale, in the Ivy League, and, you know, take up space and make noise. But nah, y'all don't want that. So say so, that. So here's the thing. <laughs> about just it. say that. <laughs> the crazy part about this is that, um, you know, I, I know exactly what you mean. Uh, it is, it feels like um, this is a, a word that I hear um, Maggie say quite a bit. It feels uh, performative. Um, mm. And it doesn't feel like there's a lot of substance there, right? Um, because I think that we know what it is that we would benefit from as a people, right? But also we have to hold that kind of in contrast to the typical behavior of instant of an institution like this, you know, be it uh, a banking institution, in this case, an educational institution, policing institutions, all these institutions, which their typical behaviors to do nothing. Um, it's not their problem. They've already benefited from it. And there's in their estimation, 100 years between the crime and their, you know, present reality. So they're not responsible for it. And so they're just nothing to see here. Right. And we are left to deal with the reality that uh, you know, they have benefited from the crime that has cost us, you know, um, status and standing and um, economic opportunities and and uh, freedom in, in, in many instances. And so um, it's a mixed bag. But I will say this, and this is a personal belief of mine. I feel like anybody that is doing anything that in and of itself acknowledges that there was an injustice that is a step in the right direction. So it might be a little bit, but how about this? If somebody owes me a hundred dollars and they come back and they look, they say, look, I got $10 for you. That's not zero dollars. You know what I mean? No, we can get right. the other 90 when we get there and I'm going to stay on your head about it. And you know that this little $10 wasn't what, what you owed me. Right. So this little $40,000 or $80,000, uh, from Yale, that's not what we really was talking about. You benefited quite a bit more than to the tune of $80,000 per year from right. slavery, the enslavement of my people, right? Um, but if this is our starting point, then so be it. You know, sometimes sure. progress is slow, and this is a, a story that we've learned as a people. And so um, my tendency is to applaud even small, even performative uh, efforts like this. And so this is why initially I said, you know, I think this is a good thing because it's yeah. it's not nothing. Right. But right. Again, to to both of your point, it, you're absolutely right. So we it, shouldn't complain and take the backhanded compliment. No, no, no. I'm not saying that we should definitely <laughs> make sure that we <laughs> remind them, hey, you owe me a hundred dollars. All right. We're going to take this little 10. <laughs> right. We'll be back when you get it together. I'm, I'm going <laughs> to be back next month. All right. Next year, you might want to. Uh, hey, there it is right there. I okay, like that. Okay. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. People don't always realize just how much their negative thoughts and experiences stick with them and weigh them down. You may find your brain constantly running through a highlight reel of bad moments. That comment your friend made last week that hurt your feelings. That frustrating thing your mom does. Or that silly thing you said in a meeting. Maybe it's time to get it all off your chest. Whether it's a tiny annoyance or something much bigger. Talking about it can give you some relief and lead you to a potential solution. That's where therapy comes in. It's a safe space to share whatever's weighing you down and learn to process it. 
so your internal highlight reel can focus on the good stuff. And BetterHelp offers affordable online therapy on a schedule that works for you. Connect with a licensed therapist by text, phone, or video call. Start the process in minutes and switch therapist anytime. Let it out with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com B-I-N today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot B-I-N. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash news. That's lifelock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. When Dr. Sabah and I decided to do a skincare line together, he said to me, we are going to give women meaningful beauty. And I said, that's exactly right. We want to give women meaningful beauty, which means each and every product is meaningful. It has a, a reason to exist. It's efficacious. You're going to get results. And then you just go out and live your life. Meaningful beauty. Confidence is beautiful. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Black Information Network news anchors Morgan Wood and Bree Wood are here with us discussing this week's major stories. Uh, Bill's safety, DeMar Hamlin, remains in critical care after collapsing during Monday night's game. What's the latest on his condition and how has this incident impacted pro football? Do you think the NFL will address this tragedy during this year's Super Bowl if the season continues and the game is played? Morgan? I'm here. So, um, yeah. So, actually, he is awake at the hospital. So, that is just amazing, amazing news. So, okay. um, <clears throat> apparently, Elam, who is uh, Kair Elam, I'm sorry, I might be pronouncing that wrong. He's a bill safety. He tweeted that our boy is doing a... Our boy is doing better, awake and showing more signs of improvement. This was a uh, Thursday morning. So he went on to say, thank you, God. Keep the prayers coming. All love three. So, um, yes, this was absolutely um, a traumatic event. I mean, I am a sports fan. I watched this uh, this Monday night game and um, it didn't really hit me until the ambulance was on the field. Mm. I've I've been a cheerleader. I've stood sideline to a many of injury. You know, we've all taken a knee. You, mm -hmm. you, you, and just like a lot of uh, athletes have been saying in their commentary in uh, regards to this is that you look for that thumbs up. You look for, you know, the player to get up. You look for some sign of they are going to be OK. And when you didn't get that from this particular incident, it just 
really, I want to say, blew up the world of football and it blew up the NFL in a way that um, I think was very, very necessary. And I'm, I'm, I'm saddened that DeMar Hamlin had to be the victim of that. But um, it, it spotlights the safety or lack thereof associated with the sport. Yeah. And I think it's important that um, that conversation continues to be had. Now, as far as uh, DeMar Hamlin's condition, um, he did go into cardiac arrest um, it, with a, uh, a um, I'm sorry, um, the words are leaving me, but uh, I believe a condition called commotio cordis, which basically means that in the midst of the pumping of his heart, that at the very exact perfect time that he tackled, uh, I believe it's T. Higgins, um, during that certain, I guess, rhythmic pump in his heart, that that impact, that direct impact caused him to go into cardiac arrest. Now, yeah, there's yeah. only 500 cases of this um, since 1995 in the United States. Most of them are associated with male athletes. So, again, I just think it further highlights and spotlights uh, the safety measures that need to be put in place um, when it comes to athletics and especially football. Sure. I'm so happy to know that you know, I don't know this guy. <laughs> I don't know him from, you know, the next guy walking down the street. But this was something that shook the world of sports. I believe yeah. it shook all of us as black people as well. Um, it, we were touched by this story and we wanted him to do better. I mean, thinking about his charity, they had only uh, raised $250,000 over the course of like two years. Well, yeah. now that charity is upwards $6 million. Right, right. So yeah, that right. in itself is just an amazing testament to the fact that there are good people out there. We can be good to each other and that we need to continue to just take care of each other. I was so impressed by watching some of the Cincinnati Bengals players um, with their reaction to when he collapsed. I mean, they were on it pointing somebody get him some help. Right. And it just um, it's just so uh, uh it's such a good feeling to know that he has made significant signs of improvement and that he is actually awake because, ooh, Yeah. I was actually watching that game as well, Morgan, and I had stepped out of the room. And then when I heard somebody gasp, I, I ran back in and I was like, what happened? And I even called my nephew because I didn't understand what it was until they popped back on screen and everybody was pretty much silent in that stadium or just like trying to figure out what was going on. And then I saw what happened online they did the replay and it was already posted on twitter and um just to see how he went down he staggered to get up and then it's like he just immediately fell back that was heart-wrenching and um the fact that they had to restore his heartbeat on the field before they got him out of there and had to pull his mother and family out of the stands yeah um, it was definitely something crazy to watch and just for them to continue to leave and come back from commercial saying hey we're praying for demar we don't really know what's happening right now but they're not coming out of the locker rooms like both teams, I mean, you saw dudes visibly crying yeah. on the field. Right. And, you know, it's like you don't know what to do in a moment like that. Nobody is thinking about the game anymore. So they knew that that game was pretty much over. Nobody was waiting to hear if they would continue. No, we're not continuing. Mm, so Skip again, was, but we ain't going to get too much. Well, hey, no, I was going to bring him up. OK, well, <laughs> but, you know, it's just everybody who was in that stadium was no longer concerned about the game. Like we know that was an important game. Right. But his life is more important. And I'm so glad that the officials and the announcers who were there and the players agreed with that point. Um, and like Morgan said, it was just, you know, like a weight lifted to hear that he's actually 
doing well and recovering. And I really wonder if he will even be able to come back to the game. Do you play again after something like that? Um, will you be able to play again without being concerned that that a repeat like that, you know, you might not be fortunate if it were to happen again, even though it's so rare. Um, sure. But, uh, you know, I'm just glad that he pulled through. And as Morgan stated, you know, Skip Bayless's tweets uh, did come across a bit insensitive um, when he was referencing the game. I don't know, Morgan, you might know more about that than me. I did read the tweets, um, but he said he's not deleting and he's not taking anything back. He was really concerned. He said he's never seen anything like this before, but um, he was more concerned about, you know, whether or not they were going to reschedule the game. Mm. Yeah. So, well, you know, him and, and his Shane interview Sharp with have uh, gotten it. Oh, go ahead. No, I'm just saying, didn't he just, he did an interview and who was he speaking with? His name is escaping me right now. Sports guy, black dude, got a podcast. You know who I'm talking Sharp? about. They yes. do a show together. Thank you. They, they that's do a their show. show. Yeah, they yes. do a show together. And um, Shannon was basically, he is upset with Skip about mm. not deleting the tweet, about not, you know, addressing it better. And yeah. And it's gotten to a point where it's caused quite the tension between them and so much so that he doesn't even want to do the show. Oh, it's they had that on air back and forth. It was yeah. crazy. He was very upset. Wow. Yeah. Well, let, let me be honest. Um, you know, I've said this before on the show. I'm not the most uh, engaged uh, sports fan. Uh, in fact, I wouldn't even really refer to myself as a sports fan. Um, and so my relationship with sports is often through the lens of, you know, music or some other aperture into sports. And with uh, football in particular, my relationship with football is often through um, how the players are treated, in particular, how the black players are treated. I learned more about football during Colin Kaepernick kneeling than I had ever learned throughout my life. And I actually played high school football and it wasn't too bad. But football never paid my bills. Music did. And so wasn't really paying too much attention to it. With that in mind, um, I saw something that kind of grew me up a bit. Um, you know, as you mentioned, uh, the players crying, visibly upset um, because their their comrade uh had had fallen in such a scary manner and and his heart wasn't working and you know they had to get him off the field and this sort of thing um and you know everyone black and white had to come to terms with their own mortality in that moment mm -hmm. and the same country <laughs> that watched colin kaepernick kneel and was so divided over what it meant to live a full and free life in this country came together in that moment where they recognize that, you know, these men are giving everything uh, to support their families, to live out their dreams, to bring this form of entertainment to the American people. And you see humanity first in a moment like that, and you see race second. And I think that that's our natural state as humans. Um, and I think that that moment proves it. You know, because this obviously has been uh, something that has, as you mentioned, uh, shaken the world of sports. Um, and so that's one thing that that I took away from it. Um, obviously, it's an awful thing for us to to bring everyone together 
and get everyone on the same page about something. Well, at least most everyone, this person, uh, Skip, uh, doesn't seem to <laughs> really, really be fully on board with uh, kind of the moment. But um, I do believe that based on everything I've read, um, and I, I actually did see the, radio, the video, which is why it was so heartbreaking, um, that that most people kind of feel like, whoa, this is this is a lot. And they're kind of looking at the NFL to like really address this, not from a corporate perspective, but from a human perspective. And so this is something that I like to see because I'm a people first type of individual. Um, one of the things that I've not been a big fan of is, um, you know, there's been people who've tried to steal the spotlight and, uh, you know, I'm going to be honest, these, these folks are, uh, the, the extremely conservative, extremely white ring, uh, right wing anti-vax folks who have kind of done their best to bring up the, the COVID vaccine, um, into this conversation, uh, suggesting that, uh, this and other things like this are the result of people getting vaccinated, um, without any proof, without any scientific research or anything like that, without even knowing if, uh, Damar Hamlin was even vaccinated himself. And so this is kind of one of the ugly parts of this is that, you know, people will, you know, wait for their moment to get their agenda off. Um, and unfortunately, that particular facet of the country um, is often enough uh, waving things around that are baseless, um, ill-advised and are very harmful and it's one thing if you're, you know, you have a particular stance on whether or not to be vaccinated against COVID-19, but it's a whole other thing to take this moment away um, from this gentleman who uh, nearly lost his life. In fact, you know, from what I understand, his, they had to restart his heart a couple of times. Yes. So to me, that means that he did lose his life and he, he was, was, you know, technically. <laughs> he was brought back. And so to kind of co-op that moment and make it about something that it clearly isn't about, that felt a li little cheap. Um, perhaps on par with the uh, the skip gentleman, um, but uh, I'm I'm like both of you. I'm I'm glad that he's doing better, um, and of course this is something that we're going to uh, continue to monitor. This has my my attention, and uh, I Ramsey's, can I'm I just say that recovery. can I just say that Skip did offer an apology? I'm looking at his Twitter, okay, and he okay, did good. make another tweet that I didn't see after he had uh, tweeted initially about the importance of the game and you know this late in the season. You know how are we gonna uh, postpone or how they're going to get it together, whatever. He said, mm -hmm. nothing is more important than that young man's health. That, way. that was the point of my last tweet. That I'm way. sorry if that was misunderstood, but his health is all that matters. Again, everything else is irrelevant. I prayed for him and will continue to. So apparently the message did reach him. And okay. uh, even, though, even though he didn't delete his previous tweets, um, he has apologized for them. Okay. Okay. Well, that that's that's. Have them fired, you know. <laughs> I mean, as I mentioned, that's it's 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 not the four hundred dollars, right? <laughs> we'll take that ten. <laughs> I'm gonna learn. I'm gonna learn to take the ten one day. Yeah. I'm gonna learn. I'm gonna be okay with one it. day. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll get there. We'll get there. But uh, for now, um, I appreciate your time as always, uh, both of you. I'd like to thank you um, for your your insight. Um, and it's it's always uh, so much fun to talk to the both of you. Once again, today's guests are Black Information Network news anchors Morgan Wood and Bree Wood. This has been a production of the Black Information Network. Today's show was produced by Chris Thompson. Have some thoughts you'd like to share? Use the red microphone talkback feature on the iHeartRadio app. While you're there, be sure to hit subscribe and download all of our episodes. I'm your host, Ramses Ja, on all social media. 
and I'll be hosting another episode of Civic Cipher this weekend on a station near you. For stations, showtimes, and podcast info, check civiccipher.com. And join us Monday as we share our news with our voice from our perspective, right here on the Black Information Network Daily Podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy. And we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org.